Well, happy Monday. Welcome to the show. 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. A lot to do tonight as the Mets, uh, a big accountability weekend, and uh, Matt Harvey and company embracing an underdog mentality uh, with this Mets team. So we'll uh, dive into that as we are now within three days of opening day when the Mets uh, will be starting up uh, at City Field. Uh, team's on a, a plane right now from Florida coming up here to New York, so we're closing in on uh, getting to some Mets baseball, and you can be a part of it just by listening to the show, calling in at the right time. We've got two pairs of Mets tickets to their opening weekend series against the St. Louis Cardinals. We will have your opportunity to win uh, one pair in the 6 o'clock hour, and we'll do another pair in the 8 o'clock hour tonight. And We'll dive all in on the Mets uh, in a little bit, uh, but we start with the Odell Beckham drama, and there always is drama uh, surrounding one Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, sometimes it's difficult to, to parse through what is nonsense, what actually is the fault of Odell Beckham, and what is just a byproduct of being the kind of star and generating the kind of interest that Odell Beckham Jr. does. And, uh, for example, today you had uh, the Daily News reporting that the Giants are uh, listening on trade offers and have talked with the Los Angeles Rams about a potential deal involving Odell Beckham Jr. And SNY, Ralph Vacchiano, uh, shoots back, Within the last 30 minutes, according to his source, there have been no trade talks, zero, not a zilch, between the Giants and other teams regarding Odell Beckham during these league meetings. Another source said a Beckham trade is highly unlikely. So is there the qualifier that, oh, well, those talks weren't during the league meetings? What is uh, being you know used here? Uh, this, this is the deal with Beckham, the possibility of trading him. And I know there are plenty of Giants fans that, that don't like everything that goes along with Odell Beckham Jr. and can uh, enjoy and appreciate the talent that he has, but that you know, he's not a winning player. He hasn't won over the course of his career. So you know what? Kiss him goodbye, and there are other things the Giants could do. This is why... You're not going to see the Giants deal Odell Beckham Jr. You're never going to get equal value for him coming off the ankle injury and surgery that he is coming off of, uh, coming off you know, an offseason where he hasn't been on best behavior. It hasn't been a totally clean offseason for Beckham with that uh, video that surfaced of him on a bed with drug paraphernalia in the room uh, and you know, that's not good decision making for Beckham, whether he's using or not, uh, even if he's not, you can't put yourself in those situations to, you know, be put out there publicly in that kind of spot. That's what the best athletes and, you know, people that become superstars like Beckham has have to be able to handle and have to know who they could trust, who they could be around and, you know, not allow themselves to be taken advantage of in, in that kind of way. And that's, you know, where you don't see Beckham learning. But, what kind of deal would you take for Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, you want the Browns to get involved and give up the number four pick? Sure. That's the kind of move that the Giants would make. But the Browns, they're going to give up the number four pick. Yes, immense star in Odell Beckham Jr. But now you got to pay him what he's actually worth rather than the eight-plus million dollars to be making this year. So you got a contract headache you have to solve right off the bat. you got to make sure he's healthy and still... the 
dynamic player that he's been in the past. Uh, you got to make sure that, hey, if you bring him in as one of the faces of your franchise, then you know, he's going to be able to handle it. The Giants know Odell Beckham Jr. as well as anybody. If they were to, to look to move him, well, that kind of tells you what you need to know about everything else that goes along with Beckham. And realistically, you're not going to get that kind of pick. You're not going to get a, a top five, top ten pick in the draft. You know, the Daily News are reporting uh, that, that first round pick would be, you know, the start just to, to have the conversation, that would be the beginning, and then uh, what you'd negotiate would be the second part of that. And I just don't see that happening. And I, I think what the Giants are going to have to do here is lay down the law with Beckham as far as what's acceptable, what's not. They're starting to do that. And if he screws up or you have more of these problems or headaches over the, the next few months, well, you're not going to sign him to a, a long-term contract. You're not going to guarantee him the money that he wants. And, and that's a game the Giants could play. You know, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, had the report today that Beckham won't take a foot, won't step foot on the field if he doesn't have his contract. We'll call him out on it if, it if it comes down to it. He's not going to sit out the whole season. He wants to be able to make his money in the future. He's got to play. And, you know, these are the kind of games that the Giants might have to play here. But uh, I thought it was interesting hearing John Mara at the owners' meetings and uh, Mara on, first of all, the video uh, that was, you know, put uh, out on YouTube that, you know, showed Beckham in, uh, you know, compromised permission with a brown cigarette at the very least and uh, white powder on the bed with Beckham. I don't know what was in that video exactly, but... I, I said before that I, I'm tired of answering questions uh, about Odell's behavior and you know what the latest incident is, and um, I think he knows what we expect of him. Uh, so now he's supposed to know what they expect of him, but you know Beckham has to be able to make that adjustment. So you don't have you know these kinds of issues popping up. And I thought this was more telling. Mara was asked if he's angry at Odell Beckham. More disappointed than angry. I think too often he allows himself to get put in, in in bad situations, and he needs to use a little better judgment. And that's the fatherly response, right? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in what Beckham does. And I agree with him. I don't think Beckham's a bad guy. You don't hear teammates or ex-teammates spout off about he's a problem around the team. You don't hear any of that stuff about Beckham. What you see is uh, he is a selfish player on the field and will take penalties that will benefit only himself and not the team, and he's not bothered by that. You do notice that. Um, and you notice the the poor decision making in a lot of situations off the field where you know he craves attention and uh, he's got to put better people around him uh, that aren't going to be taking advantage and uh, he's got to be able to rein that in a little bit you know he's a dynamic personality uh, he has become one of the faces of the NFL when I went to Australia, my honeymoon a few weeks ago, the only NFL jersey I saw the whole time over there was a Beckham jersey. And he's an international player now. The, you know, the video that we're talking about it happened in Paris. And he could be a star over in France as well. NFL players typically not a place we're going to go be a star. But for Odell Beckham Jr., He's recognized in all these places now, and he has to learn how to handle that as uh, a lot has come to him quickly. But, you know, the idea that the Giants are just going to turn around and get what they 
you know, think would be a fair deal for him. I don't see that happening. You're not getting the number four pick from the Cleveland Browns, Frodell Beckham Jr. If you're not getting another franchise type of player, well, you might as well play this out. But what I would say for the Giants is you can't sign him up long term if you continue to have these problems. And if there is ever a time for Odell Beckham Jr. to keep a, a fairly low profile or at least not have any more incidents or anything pop up, and you know, again, these aren't issues with the law, but just you know, keep himself, keep his nose clean, and, and not have any issues. This is the time. You know, once you give him the big contract, then all this behavior that he has shown, where he's pushing, uh, trying to you know get some special treatment versus you know how other guys uh, are treated, uh, you know that becomes the norm. And you know this is the chance for the Giants to try to rein it in a little bit and. See if everybody can win uh, with this whole situation because trading Odell Beckham Jr., uh, what, what are you getting that's going to be equal value in return? There, that trade does not exist. Uh, 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. Again, 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll take some Giants calls coming up. Uh, we'll have Tim Britton covering the Mets for The Athletic with us at 7.05, our Mets spring training report. Uh, Matt Harvey playing the, the underdog role. Thinks the Mets can shock some people. We'll dive into that a little bit later on the show and get you all caught up on Mets baseball. Of course, a uh, couple days to opening day. We've got Mets tickets to give away in the 6 o'clock hour to their opening weekend series against the St. Louis Cardinals. So a lot to do as we roll until 9 o'clock tonight. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. Mets tickets to give away here in the 6 o'clock hour. Your chance to call in and win coming up. Uh, and we'll dive into the match at 635 in terms of their attitude going into this season. And it seems you know, they, they think they could shock some people. Matt Harvey saying as much. We'll have that for you uh, a little bit later. And uh, how they're looking going into opening day. Again, just a, a few days away now. And, and some big changes that you do notice in how they handled some things this weekend. From Michael Conforto, uh, starting the season on the disabled list. To Zach Wheeler, uh, who does not make the rotation, will be beginning the season uh, down or out at AAA Las Vegas. Uh, so we'll have all that for you coming up here but uh the giants with odell beckham jr dominating the conversation today and this is a conversation that's going to exist for months there's not an easy solution beyond beckham being dealt which i just i can't see it happening uh considering you would be getting back peanuts for uh, odell beckham you'd be getting back 10 cents on the dollar you're not getting anything close to him coming off an injury uh, having the contract situation that he does this is something that the giants have to play out and they're doing so publicly back and forth with uh you know tish and mara both speaking about beckham o- over the course of this week uh and you know in, in all cases uh, i think you hear hey, he's got to get some things together and tighten it up off the field but you know nobody's in a hurry to deal him to get him away from the team I don't think that he's a cancer I don't think he's a guy you can't win yet with uh, but he is a guy that you know has to grow up in some ways and if you want to be the franchise guy and get the paycheck that goes along with it hey there are a couple things you got to clean up he's a wide receiver he's not a quarterback he doesn't have to be the leader on your team and you know the absolute face of your organization for everything win or lose uh, but Beckham is a star and he's going to get that kind of attention his talent warrants it uh, and he needs to to handle it 
better. And that's you know as simple as it is. And I think that if you're the Giants, you still hope that he can. But at the very least, hey, if we're gonna you know guarantee you tens of millions of dollars, let's clean this up now uh, and give us some peace of mind before. You know, we we do that and make that kind of commitment to you. And, you know, that's where you know Beckham has to be uh, better over the course of this offseason. But I just I, I don't see a trade. I don't, I don't think it makes sense uh, for the New York Giants. Uh, 800-321-0710. George in Red Bank. How are we doing tonight, George? Hey, good, Pete. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Good. Good. Just to chime in on this Odell Beckham talk, I think fans and People talking about trades have to pump the brakes a little bit here because, you know, a couple of things. One is you bring in a new GM, you bring in a new head coach. Mm -hmm. You're not about to get rid of your biggest offensive weapon because of this. He's under control. I understand that he's making some wrong decisions. A lot of this stuff has to do with stuff prior to this, you know, months ago. Um, But you're like exactly like you said, you're not going to get – a number, you know, one, two, three, four, five top pick. You're not going to get the same, uh, uh, you know, the same amount of talent um, if you trade him. Uh, that's not going to solve anything. He knows that if he screws up again, he's not going to get paid. He thinks he's going to be the highest paid receiver. That's out the door if, if he continues with this. So there's, I, 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 there's no way that you could trade this guy as much as, you know, the older generation type, you know, type fans want to do. But, you know, you're not going to get anything in return for him. You know, he's under team control. You know, you just have to see how this plays out. You, yeah, you know, I, I think no you can. To... You know, people think you got to sign him to the long-term deal or, you know, he's just going to sit out. There is an in-between there. You can, you know, go eye-to-eye, toe-to-toe with him. And if he wants to yeah. sit out the season, well, you dare him to do that. But it doesn't benefit him to go about things that way. And if you aren't in a position where you feel comfortable going long-term, you can go year-to-year with him. But this is what's on the line yeah, for Beckham and why he's got to figure it out in the next few months. Yeah, play the Russian roulette with him. There's no way he's going to sit out because if he sits out, that hurts his value even more. He, you know, he's he he knows what he's doing in regards to that. He's not going to affect, you know, the way people think about him. He he already, you know, that's extremely important to him on what people think about him. And there's no way he's going to sit out and not play at all because that's just going to affect him even more. Now he needs the attention too. And thanks for the call, George. You know, he wants to be in the spotlight. He wants to be out there. And maybe that means he'd sit out the preseason. Uh, he wouldn't practice with the team early on. You know, with Eli Manning, if he's going to be your starting quarterback, maybe it's not the end of the world. They've worked to get together enough over the years. You'd prefer to have Beckham there, obviously. But I, I don't see him sitting out a full season. And one thing I'll, I will point to, and you know, an early um, you know comment made there is with the new regime. Dave Gettleman does have a reputation for you know stirring things up relatively early. When he was there in Carolina. He didn't have a problem trading Josh Norman and getting rid of some veteran players held in high esteem there in Carolina. And it caused some problems for him there. Uh, but he was willing to do that. So I wouldn't put it past Gettleman. I, I just say in this case, when you look at everything around Odell Beckham Jr., there's not that perfect deal sitting out there. Listen, the Browns want to give up the fourth pick. I would do that if I were the Giants. But I, the Browns aren't going to 
make that happen. They're not going to do that for you. Uh, I, I don't see that kind of deal sitting there. And if you're getting, you know, let's say it is the Rams. The Rams want to make the big splash. They have uh, a stadium they have to sell PSLs for. They're out in Los Angeles. It's all about star power in the uh, in that city. And Beckham certainly brings that. And they're just looking to make that kind of big move. It's a team that's more ready to win now uh, than the Giants are. Uh, you might be able to draw up. Okay, the Rams would have interest, but... What are you getting? A back end of the first round pick this year, and then you know a second rounder that'll be at the end of a, a draft. You're not getting game changing players with with those kinds of picks. So what do you, what are the Rams giving the Giants? That's gonna go? Oh, that totally makes it. Tavon Austin. The Giants are gonna be excited to land Tavon Austin for Odell Beckham Jr. and and a pick as well. That's not enough to me. Now, if you're getting a top 10 pick in a draft like this year's where you have, you know, some top players like Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley and some big offensive linemen you can go out and get, all right, maybe you consider it for that. But I, I don't see, you know, that team sitting there with that kind of pick that's going to make the move with the Giants, that it makes sense to dive in and have an unsettled contract situation where the player is threatening to hold out right now and you know is causing headaches for the Giants. Why would you give up a top 10 pick for somebody else's headache right now? And that's what uh, Beckham is, and that's what you know he has to, to work on here, at least over the next few months, if he even wants to consider getting that kind of big deal and long-term guarantees uh, from the New York Giants. So it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of posturing from Beckham and the Giants back and forth. But these guys are negotiating, and they're doing it in a public way. Uh, it can be messy. You know, the Giants can you know threaten to trade him. Hey, you don't necessarily have to be here. And Beckham can threaten to you know not take a preseason snap or not play at all if he doesn't have his contract. This is what's happened. This is the negotiating process playing out very publicly, uh, probably more public than it needs to be, than certainly the Giants would want it to be. Uh, but this is this is what it is, and, and this is where where they are, and and what you get, uh, you know, along with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. But you know, the fact that you can just deal him, I, I don't see that. I think you can go year to year if you don't trust Beckham with a long term guarantee and calls bluff. He wants to sit out a season. How many guys have done that over the years? This is the game that you have to play, and it's a game that more than likely is going to be played out throughout the spring, into the summer, and perhaps even beyond uh, for the Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, 800-321-0710. We'll dive into the Mets when we come back. Uh, I thought a very interesting weekend in terms of not only the moves that the Mets make starting the season with Conforto on the disabled list and Zach Wheeler down in Las Vegas, but what they said about those moves, whether it be Wheeler, uh, the pitching coach Dave Island, it sounds a little different there in Port St. Lucie and, and soon to be New York as the team makes its way north uh, right about now, actually. Uh, so we'll dive into that when we come back. We'll also have Tim Britton of The Athletic covering the Mets there uh, with us at 7.05 for a Mets spring training report. And again, 800-321-0710, the number. Mets tickets to give away as well uh, before the top of the hour. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. 
By the way, uh, the Rams signed Andamakan Sue on a one-year $14 million deal. Uh, see, they will have Sue and Aaron Donald as part of their defensive line there. Of course, they went out, uh, traded for Marcus Peters, solid cornerback from the Kansas City Chiefs. Akib Talib brought in as well. Now, they did lose Tremaine Johnson, who uh, the Jets signed to be their number one cornerback. But that that's a heck of a defense in a team that was already rising last year, lost at home in the playoffs to the Falcons. But they've got a franchise quarterback in Jared Goff. They have uh, Todd Gurley, you know, providing the run game. It wasn't a whole bunch of name receivers on that team besides Sammy Watkins, who's not there any longer and didn't perform a whole lot when he was there last year. But uh, they had plenty of guys who managed to perform for the Rams. So the Rams trying to be, you know, a true threat uh, in the NFC to to work their way through. And you know, the Jets, uh, you know, reportedly had interest in Sue, but. Um, rescinded their offer when they felt Sue was using that to try to get more money out of other teams. And uh, the reports are that Sue took less money to go to the Rams, and it seemed that's where he wanted to go uh, the entire time. So that's uh, the latest on, on the NFL news front just happened recently here. Uh, but let's dive into the Mets and... Yeah, it's a it's a new season clearly for the Mets here in 2018 as they try to put last year behind them a new manager and one thing that Mickey Calloway has talked about from day one and if you listen to his introductory press conference yeah he said you know he wants to love the players and and a lot of the uh, stuff that got mocked but he also you know said that he's going to hold guys to you know a higher standard than anybody else and is going to demand accountability. And you look at this spring training for the Mets and the guys that performed, they're the ones who are a part of this opening day roster or likely opening day roster. And Zach Wheeler is making more money than, say, a Seth Lugo. Uh, Zach Wheeler is a bigger name. Then, you know, some other pitchers on this staff. He's been uh, a number six overall pick in the draft. Of course, you know, that first big deal with the the Giants for Carlos Belchon, the first big deal for Sandy Alderson, looking towards the future. And, you know, Wheelers, you've been waiting for him for all this time. He's finally healthy at the moment, yet didn't pitch well in spring training. So what happens? Wheelers sent down. He didn't pitch as well as Seth Lugo. He didn't pitch as well as some other guys, even in the bullpen, if that was going to be an option for the Mets. And so, uh, you know, Wheeler is sent down, and I think, you know, you sense some of the uh, accountability and, you know, how things are going to be, that it's not going to be based on your name, based on how much money you might be making at the time. And it is, I think, a a little different than what we've seen in the past uh, from the Mets. And and this is how Wheeler handled it uh, when he was asked, you know, how he was informed this weekend. They just pulled me in like everybody else and told me that uh, I'm going to be going to AAA. And, uh, I mean, you know, you take it kind of hard just because you're so used to being up here. But, um, you know, it gives me a chance to go down there and just fine-tune some things and work on some things I need to work on to – get back up here and be consistent and uh you know do well and when we had sandy alderson on the show friday night uh, he talked about how one of the the takeaways that he's picked up is when guys have been told hey you're not going to make the team you're going to start out you know let's say at triple a he said that the players he spoke to ha- had taken it well because they were given some direction and that you know wasn't just oh you're going down it was hey 
these are the things you have to work on. These are the things we're hoping to see from you. And, you know, for Callaway, now it'll be if those guys make those adjustments, you have to recognize it and, and, and build up some of the credibility that way. But, you know, that guys felt there was a direction, even if they didn't get the news that they wanted. And you sensed that a bit there from Wheeler, uh, who also discussed how he performed this spring. I really haven't proved myself this spring, so, you know, I sort of caught, saw it coming, but I was hoping that it wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of is a surprise, but at the same time, you know, I really haven't done that much to help my cause. No, and he didn't pitch as well as he needed to. He was basically informed that last start that he had last week against the Nationals, he was going to have to show something in that game uh, to break camp with the big league team. Uh, he gave up five runs, three earned, only a couple of innings, and, and that's obviously not going to cut it. Uh, so he will start the season down to AAA Las Vegas, and you know he'll hope to get some results there. And that's not an easy place to go and get results with how the ball uh, will jump out of that ballpark. And not so much even jump out of the ballpark, but you know the infield's basically made of cement, so it's uh, it's a very offensive friendly place, uh, as we know over the years uh, following the AAA team. And then here's the pitching coach Dave Island on Zach Wheeler. It's on him. I mean, you can only do so much for players. Then, then, then after that, it's on them. They have to go get it done. You know, it's not about potential and what you're capable of doing. It's about the end result. So, like I said, with Zach, he needs to go pitch. He needs to pitch every five days, and needs to stay on the attack and trust his abilities. And, and have that killer instinct when he when when he gets hitters at two strikes and put them away. Well, if you're worried about the Mets coddling players, you don't hear it from Dave Island there. You don't hear it from Mickey Callaway when he was talking about Zach Wheeler. It was matter of fact. You know, there's only so much you could do, and as a coach, and you got to leave it up to the player. And Seth Lugo pitched really well over the course of this spring. So he ends up as the fifth starter. And I, I know personally, I'd have loved to see, hey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats, Wheeler, uh, all, Harvey, all these guys take a turn in the rotation together for the first time ever. But you know, I asked Sandy about that notion as well and he basically laughed it off uh, on Friday that you know that's not the way that they go about making these kinds of decisions and you know is even being around as long as Sandy has where he might have you know that kind of connection he did not show that at all and you know they're going to bring the best guys north and that's something that uh, they did over the course of this spring training and I, I wonder how that you know plays out over the course of a season because you know if somebody gets off to a slow start will they be quick to Make moves, make some changes, change the the playing time. You know, sometimes baseball, you can have a bad month. You need a manager that's going to stick with you if you're hitting, you know, 180 at the end of April. That that does happen, but you got to, if you're the manager, the pitching coach, you know, anyone that's involved in these decisions, you got to be able to determine, hey, is this a guy that's is having a rough go of it and, you know, hitting Adam balls so the line drives to the right at guys, or, you know, is there something wrong here? And, uh, for the Mets, you know, hopefully they are a little quicker to make some adjustments and make some moves. If Adrian Gonzalez gets off to a slow start this year at first base, you can't wait until Memorial Day and, and hope that he's going to be what he was in the back of his baseball card five years ago. Might not be that kind of player anymore. And while he picked it up a little bit at the end of spring, uh, I think it's going to be critical for him to you know get off to a decent start and show he could still be a productive big league bat uh, for the Mets. And you know, by a, based on you know these indications and how uh, they handled the end of spring training, 
It doesn't seem like it'll be you know forever uh, for these guys to to work things out and try to get things going and and you got to make some changes quickly sometimes make those adjustments and um, you know again you, you learn what you can as uh, we go along here and we'll learn a lot when it's that first five game losing streak and Mickey Callaway has to handle that but you know they talked about accountability this camp they talked about you know best guys making the team and I think when you look at the results here that's that's what happened. Uh, Michael Conforto, too. He will start the season on the disabled list. They won't rush him. Now, there's an idea being bounced around that he could pinch hit and be a bat off the bench for the Mets their first week. Uh, you know, when we talked to Sandy on Friday, he mentioned how the major league season starts, you know, March 29th, but the triple A season doesn't start till a week later on April 5th. So maybe that's why the Mets toyed around with that idea. Uh, but instead they'll let Conforto get some at bats and extended spring training. And you would think he'll probably play a couple of games with triple A Las Vegas. And then he might be up uh, soon after that. But, uh, even today in the scrimmage, Conforto had another home run off Paul Seawald. Uh, he has been, you know, phenomenal over the course of the spring, but just hasn't had the at-bats, uh, the Mets, I guess, being a little more cautious than uh, they otherwise could be in how they handle Conforto. But I think the smartest thing they did with Conforto is moving that timetable back because it was originally, hey, maybe he can get back for opening day. Once Sandy moved it to May 1st, now it's like a bonus if you get Conforto back by, say, April 10th. And that would seem to be a realistic date uh, right now for Conforto to return. They haven't put a date on anything, but Sandy told us it could be closer to opening day uh, than May 1st on Friday. So, you know, that gives you five games down at AAA, and then, you know, Conforto can uh, rejoin the team at that point. But he'll be back sooner rather than later. But you feel a lot better about it, you know, when you change that timetable, change that day to May 1st rather than, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing to get him ready for opening day because, you know, that is what has been instilled in his mind as the day to come back and, and uh, for the Mets and for the fans. And I think they did a smart thing uh, being conservative with that. And he comes back uh, three weeks early. You feel better about that than, you know, say a, a couple of weeks later trying to rush him back uh, onto this uh, Mets roster. And I thought this was interesting today. So Matt Harvey uh, talking up the club a little bit and uh, listen to what he had to say about some of the expectations for this Mets team. The sky's the limit. I think the biggest thing is staying healthy, and, and you know we all we all are right now, and, and at least for the most part, and, and we're um, we're going to be we're going to be really good. So I think we're going to shock a lot of people, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be really good. Going to shock a lot of people, and and Mickey Callaway backed that up when he was asked about it uh, today. So you know, not not running from things, but it is interesting. You know, they hear the noise, they know. They're not expected to compete with the Washington Nationals. And I felt like a couple of years ago after the World Series run in 2015, uh, the team was kind of looking forward to being the team with the target on their back and being the team that everybody else is looking to take a shot at. Didn't work out like they would have liked. They had to charge through at the end of the season in 2016 just to make that wild card game. Last year, 70 wins, injury after injury after injury. I don't think this is, you know, it's an underdog team against the Nationals. It's not an underdog team, in my opinion, to make the playoffs. Uh, but, um, you know, the Mets will try to grab that mentality and you know, hope it'll take some pressure off. But, you know, it's interesting that Harvey's the guy 
that is putting out those kinds of expectations because even when he was at the top of his game, I don't remember Matt Harvey making a whole lot of bold proclamations like that. Noah Syndergaard, he'll throw those kinds of predictions out there, uh, those kinds of quotes, and talk about how great the team could be. We've heard that from Noah time and time again over the years, but I haven't heard Matt Harvey express that kind of uh, confidence in the past in the team. So, um, you know, I think with Harvey, we're always, you know, looking at everything and, is it physical issues that have kept him down over the last couple of years? Mental issues? Is this, you know, overcompensating with the, his own confidence issues that, that he may be having? Uh, the big thing for me with Harvey will be that first start where he gives up five runs and two innings. He gets knocked out and, you know, it happens to everybody, but how he's going to bounce back from that. Because he didn't bounce back from those outings too well last year, and that's uh, that'll be the big test for me uh, for Matt Harvey. But otherwise, you know, he's been better this spring. The command has been better, and uh, I guess uh, feeling good about himself and, and feeling decent about the team right now. But uh, you know, grabbing a, an underdog mentality seems to be what the Mets are, are jumping towards as they get set to start up this 2018 season just a few days from now. I uh, want to be there on opening weekend. Uh, we've got a couple of tickets to give away your chance to win on the other side of this break. Uh, we can take some Mets calls as well, 800-321-0710. And we'll have Tim Britton of The Athletic uh, covering the New York Mets with us at 7.05 for the Mets Spring Training Report. It's a Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, now's your chance to win a couple of tickets to see the Mets and the Cardinals this Saturday at City Field. Be caller number 8 at 800-321-0710. And you're the winner. Brought to you by the New York Mets and Coca-Cola. Opening weekend at City Field features a Mets Build-A-Bear Teddy giveaway to the first 15,000 fans in attendance this Saturday and a tote bag giveaway to all fans on Sunday. For tickets to opening weekend, go to Mets.com slash tickets. There you go. Caller 8 at 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll have another chance for you to win some Mets tickets coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we also have MLB Network prize pack, including a hat, a koozie, T-shirt, uh, some fun stuff there. Uh, we'll have three of those to give away, which we'll do in the 7 o'clock hour. So uh, many more chances uh, to win uh, coming up here, plus uh, your chance to win $1,000 coming up at 7.05 right here on 710-WOR. So, um, you know, again, uh, for the Mets here, opening day is a few days away. You know, I have seen the the weather shift a, a little bit as far as Thursday goes, where now it's up to 50% chance of rain uh, on Thursday and, and hopefully later in the afternoon, uh, you know, and, and they get the game in beforehand. But it's supposed to just be showers and then uh, rain that night. But uh, mid-50s, so, you know, it's been another nor'easter coming in here. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, that'll get a little bit better over the next few days but we've had you know some early starts over the last few seasons with the Mets and they've mostly been you know some some nice days uh sunny days you think of that you know first Mets game of the year and uh we'll see if the the weather can break through in a uh in a few days but uh you know elsewhere for the Mets here and we'll dive in more with Tim Britton of the Athletic coming up at 705 but uh the Mets signing you know left-handed pitcher and Fernando Abad to aim 
uh, add a little bit of depth uh, to that bullpen, and uh, you figured they'd make some kind of move to add a southpaw to the pen, and uh, you know he won't be breaking the team uh, with the team at the big league level, but provides some insurance uh, beyond just Jerry Blevins, who's the only lefty in the pen right now. And the Mets today making a waiver claim, uh, grabbing outfielder Bryce Brent from the Pirates. Now, you know, as a former first-round pick of the Boston Red Sox, is a lot of pop, 30-plus home runs down at AAA last year. Hasn't done a whole lot of damage uh, at the big leagues, but um, he has to clear waivers in order to get down to AAA. So, you know, that could mean that, hey, the Mets will take their chance, hope nobody else claims him, and they can uh, stash him at AAA Las Vegas, which you think is plan A. Uh, and the other possibility would be if they were, you know, to try to move Juan Ligaris, well, then, you know, Brents would break uh the season with the the big league roster, uh, but it's you know hard to see them making that kind of move just a, a few days before the start of the season. Here, there's not a a natural team that's dying for a, a defense first center fielder that did not hit at all over the course of this spring, and it's going to start making a, a decent amount of dollars over uh, the next few years. So I I don't think you expect to see anything like that, and and I still think Lagaris can play a role for this Mets team. Brandon Nimmo clearly beat him out. Uh, for center field in that fourth outfielder spot, but Ligaris is still the only true center fielder they have on this roster, and late in games that the Mets are in head, you're going to want Ligaris out there in center field, rather than you know leaving Nimmo out in center or Michael Conforto out in center field. Ligaris can absolutely play a role uh, for this Mets team, even if that bat never develops in the way that the Mets uh, hoped it, it, it might be able to, especially when you know they gave him that extension uh, a few years back. But you know, it looks like uh, we can pretty much handicap what the Mets opening day lineup will look like come Thursday. We'll, we'll dive into that. And again, uh, Tim Britton of The Athletic will be with us uh, at 7.05 uh, in terms of, you know, we'll get into some of the accountability and, and the changes you know this year with uh, some guys not making the team that might have expected to and, and much more. And uh, again, Another pair of Mets tickets to give away in the 8 o'clock hour. Right now, news update.